Welcome to the DAS Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamage, SEL Consultant and Dean of Students. Here on the DAS, relationships and communication come first. That's why every week our goal is to provide social-emotional learning solutions for your school community. You can learn more about me and the DASH podcast at TreyGammons.com, where you'll find our middle and high school SEL workbook, Every Decision Counts, more about the DASH podcast, and my story through education. And if you are in need of accessible, autonomous, continued education, check out our adult SEL platform, SELeducators.com the only platform dedicated to adult social-emotional learning activities. Lastly, we want to give a big thanks to the Teach Better Podcast Network for putting together a collection of podcasts dedicated to supporting the entire school ecosystem through in-depth conversations that you care about. Thanks again for joining us. I hope you enjoyed the episode. This is The Dash. Hello and welcome to the Dash Podcast. I'm so excited to have you all back with us today as I've got David Spellman of the district, or excuse me, of the Charlotte Mecklenburg School District. And he's a district behavior modification technician. And he's also a new author this year in 2020 with his book, Just Like Music, SEL Inspired by Hip Hop. David, sir, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, you know, blessed to be here, you know, with all that's going on, you know, just a blessing to wake up each and every day, so. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think your your role as a district behavior modification technician in the title of your book, Just Like Music, SEL Inspired by Hip Hop, I, I think that's an amazing um, bridge, you know, to bring those two together. And I know in our conversations, even before we got on the podcast, I mentioned that I had done a, um, a lyrical breakdown of Kendrick Lamar's The Pimp a Butterfly. And it was really amazing for me to see how the kids connected with those lyrics. And, and these weren't kids from Oakland or from uh, the, 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 the urban areas. These were suburban kids coming from across the state that were well-to-do, but there was something that connected with them through the music and it really helped us build relationships. Can you, can, how did this come about? Just like music, SEL through hip hop? Well, yeah, you know, I'm I'm from that golden era of hip hop, and of course, when you talk about hip hop and education, um, it has a negative connotation. But if you really break it down, hip hop has some positive attributes in it as well. You know, I liken it to let's say you're going to your favorite burger spot. If that burger has, you know, let's say you don't like lettuce, you can take the lettuce off. You don't say, you know, what that burger is is bad. That burger is negative. No, you just take the lettuce off. So with hip hop. Yes, there are some negative references. Yes, there are, you know, explicit content, but there's a way that you can take those things out and leave a solid message. And that's what I did. I take some of the lyrics and I pull the positive mm-hmm. message and actually make it into a social emotional lesson. And I, I deliver it to the students and it's been well received. Yeah. Well, when did you when did you get to the place where SEL became a thing, you know, and it, what, what came first? Was it understanding of social emotional learning and what your students needed? Or was it that love of hip hop and the connection that you had with your students in the music? It, it was kind of both, but as my role as a you know district behavior modification technician, I am that individual tasked with implementing the SEL programs, you know, cause I work in a school district of like 
170 something schools, K through 12. So every school, you know, maybe doing something a little bit different. And what I discovered is a lot of the um, social emotional learning programming wasn't culturally relevant or it didn't really resonate with the students. So a lot of times I would take what the program that we had and I would have to remix it anyway. So I just decided, you know what, let me put something together that I know the kids might be interested in and that's what kind of birthed the, the book and the program. Mm. So what grade levels is Just Like Music for? It's definitely secondary. I would say middle school, but definitely high school. I wrote it with high school in mind, but through just the research and talking to principals and other people around the district, they said, oh no, this would be appropriate for middle school students as well. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I can see that. I can see that for sure. Uh, talk to me about the process. So I see in your journey, you've been in this role, district behavior modification technician for almost six years. So can you, first of all, what, what is that? You know, I, I've heard of a behavior specialist at, you know, a school level, but you're at the district level. You said 170 schools. You're responsible for overseeing SEL at all those schools, or is there a team that you have helping you operate um, everything that's going on? So I'm definitely not the sole person over all of the schools. So I'm with the Department of Student Discipline and Behavior Support. So there are school level BMTs. So I'm that individual tasked with doing their onboarding, all kinds mm. of professional development. But like I said, um, with us being the individuals tasked with behavior management programs, you gotta be well-versed in you know different um, yeah. methodologies of social emotional learning or any kind of behavior management programs. Mm to see what's gonna best affect your students. Yeah, well, how, how did you get to that place of being a, a district level behavior modification um, technician? I know, you know, I, I've, I, I like to think myself as an advocate of SEL. You know, I've been in education about five or six years as well. And, um, you know, it took me a while to really even understand SEL. And I, I've been understanding more over the past three years or so, um, but I'm, I'm just getting to that place. So what was it like to work to a place where you have the, the social emotional competence yourself to be able to assess what's going on in schools and be able to modify their plans to meet their community's needs. Well, I'm definitely gonna give your, your listeners a secret because we all use social emotional learning throughout our lives. It's, it's nothing new, you know, we can coin it and phrase it however we would like to, but you know, simple relationship building skills, you know, looking inward to say, okay, I don't like where I'm at right now. I might need to change something. Mm-hmm. That's self-management. Knowing that, you know, I'm not feeling happy right now. Self-awareness. We do these things. We've been doing these things since day one, since we came out the womb. It's yeah. just that now when we get a better understanding of how it affects us and how it affects our trajectory in life, you know, all the research that that's out there, we mm-hmm. kind of finally tune it to say, okay, these are some of the things or some of the interventions we can use to boost these competencies, but it's nothing new. We innately use them, you know, then yeah. using yeah. them. It's just really honing in and saying, okay, these are the things that for me are gonna work. Because of course, we talk, we talk about personal personalized learning for each student. It's the same thing for an adult. What may work for me as far as my social emotional learning or my journey may have been different for you, from you. So mm-hmm. I mean it's I don't, and that's the thing, people try to wrap their minds around it and say, you know what, this this social emotional learning stuff is new. It's really not if you really take a dive into it. Yeah, or it's or it's just for these kids, or it's not for adults, or it's not for me. Not like let's let's slow down for a minute. Let's look in the mirror. And that's what hit me too. When I found out what SEL was, I said, Oh, you mean 
emotional intelligence. That that's what that's what this is. I mean, it's literally the same terms, and that's what I try to emphasize with with teachers as well when I'm going in. And, and so I, I help schools implement the SEL programs as well, and 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 provide professional training development for teachers so that they can build some of the SEL skills as well. And, and one of the things that you see is we just don't spend much time on the adult SEL aspect. So I, I've actually been spending uh, the past couple of weeks. I've just been researching. Who has an adult SEL curriculum? You know, I've seen um, I've seen worksheets, I've seen workbooks, but I, I don't. And I found a few now, and I'll mention those in a second. I had not seen very much that was explicitly to build adults' social emotional competence, and I think that's so important because if 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 I'm thinking about supporting a teacher that does not have the self-awareness to understand that they are already practicing SEL, how dare I focus on, how, how can I even begin to imagine implementing this for the student if the teacher doesn't have the competence to implement it? Yeah. You're not, you, I, just, just, just I don't think that, that was a question there. I was just talking, go go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, because it it um it reminded me of something I talk about with my colleagues. You know, he, I mean, I'm sure it's a buzzword across the United States, you know, K-12, K-12 system, the growth mindset, you know, mm. kids can learn different things, you know, neuroplasticity, essentially, yeah. but it's like, you know, I'm hip hop, but I know all music, Barry White, practice what you preach. How can we expect as, as us, the educators, we want the students to have a growth mindset, but yet we want to stay the same way. No. <laughs> Don't grow. It doesn't work. So, so how, how does that work in Charlotte Mecklenburg schools. I think we've had a couple different um, principals or guests from Charlotte Mecklenburg schools, um, but I'd be curious to hear your perspective on, on what, what is the approach to SEL in the district? Are, um, are schools adopting standalone programs? And I'm sure it's different for everybody, but how is that process working for y'all? I know for, for most of the K-12 schools, they are utilizing Caring Schools curriculum this, mm. this year. So I know, um, I think it was brand new this year. So every every day, schools are dedicating like a homeroom advisory period to do um, SEL explicitly because, of course, you know we're a little bit late to the party, but we're we're saying okay, SEL is very important. We need to focus on these things. But it's like yeah, but to me, I kind of liken it to a bank account. If I'm already in the red, and yeah. I just put, if I'm if I'm in the red, you know, five hundred dollars, and I put twenty dollars in, I'm still in the red. So. We're dedicating a little bit of time to SEL, but if we're saying these kids are already, they already, um, they have deficits in yeah. these areas, you know, just dedicating, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, you know, once every couple of days, is not going to get them to where they need to be. So yeah. we really have to shift our, our mindset on how we explicitly implement SEL throughout the day, each and every day. What, what do you think is the biggest challenge or gap that y'all are seeing right now? In, in that, at 170 schools, I mean, it's going to be different everywhere, but generally speaking. I mean, just, you know, I, I am the individual that works with, you know, the support staff, and I am that liaison to the teachers and the admin as well. So definitely from a teacher standpoint, they feel like this is just another thing added on to everything else we got to do, lesson planning and all that, which I definitely understand. But we have to find a program or wanting to be creative where we can integrate SEL into the daily just classroom mm -hmm. classroom uh, kind of assignments. 
Like with, yeah. with my book, I'm showing educators how to in integrate SEL with um, Common Core for English, English language arts. But yeah. where, where, how can we translate those skills into mathematics, into science, you know, to make it full for the whole school day? You know, mm -hmm. I can see it being worked in, of course, character ed kind of programs, like you said, emotional intelligence, if we're dedicating a specific amount of time each day or, you know, whenever, but how can we in integrate SEL throughout the school day each and every day? Mm. Because it's necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%, 100%. I know we're at a place too where, um, you know, SEL takes time. And, and as, I'm, as I'm working and building up, so I'm in a full-time school role as a dean of students, but also still um, running my ed education consultancy. So, you know, you kind of get to see both sides of the coin and whereas, you know, Castle in the school-wide guide for SEL has been just an amazing tool. And I love that they continue to upgrade it and, and you're able to use all their resources. But but when I look at Castle and I see the adult SEL component comes in at the end of step two, I'm, I'm at the place where, you, you know, you're talking about developing a curriculum and I'm gonna keep on speaking it up because it's, it's, it's on the way here um, soon by next school year. We need a prerequisite program to school implementation. But before you take this two to three years to implement and identify an evidence-based program and build your SEL teams and, and take this systematic approach, I think you need to spend a year just focused on developing your teachers. Not, yeah. not even focused on integrating in the classroom. Let's just build up our teachers. Let, let's just invest in them the way we're asking them to invest in our kids so they know what it looks like. What, what I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a gem for that. Like um, developing your teachers. So there's a free um, online assessment for adults and students to get like their top 24 strengths. So viacharacter.org. Hmm. It's kind of like the. Um, I did it for um, one of our summer leadership things. If you're familiar with Tom Rath's Strength Finders 2.0. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, but it's a free version. Okay. But then a lot of times you just like when you ask students. What are your strengths? You ask an educator, what are your strengths? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Can't speak to it. Can't well, yeah, so they take that assessment. It, it is kind of lengthy. It's probably good 20, 25 minutes they need to dedicate to it. But then it gives you a baseline to say, okay, these are your top 24 strengths. Like, these are your strengths. How can we use those strengths to make you a better educator mm -hmm. or to help you see the relationship between your strengths and SEL, yeah. you know, yeah, definitely a good tool that I've used with students and staff. That's a good one. Viacharacter.org. Yes, sir. So, uh, do, do you guys emphasize? So, there's you know there's different components in the same uh, vein, I guess. You know, when you look at school culture and climate, you got the different pockets of uh, restorative justice, social emotional learning, um, character development, and you know there's trauma informed practices, anti bias training. Do y'all do y'all do SEL? And is character a part of your uh, program components as well, character development? Yeah, like I said, this year we really, you know, put an emphasis on SEL. So daily, and of course, you know, that looks different for every teacher and mm -hmm. every different level. But along with some schools in our district are doing restorative practices, restorative justices. Um, yeah. Like, that's the thing. When it's, when it's a school district so big, it's kind of hard to get everybody uniform. Yeah. So we have a bunch of different things and Understood. that's where it kind of helps with me like okay if i'm going on this high school in this part of the city they're doing you know caring schools mm -hmm. this other you know school is doing this program so it's like i got to be well versed in a little bit of everything so i'm constantly 
researching and learning to see what's changing or how mm. can I be more effective when I'm supporting a school. Understood. Understood. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so if if we now we'll circle back to the book a little bit and just like music, SEL inspired by hip hop. So going up, uh, we took the big picture kind of view, you know, and looking at your role and how, you know, you, you really wrote this book to be able to modify and adapt to the needs of the communities that you're seeing. So talk to me about how the book works in class. If I wanted to adopt um, just like music in, would I buy it? Should I buy it as a teacher? Should I buy it for an individual student? Or is this something we should be uh, completing as like a classroom book study? Also, I've actually created a whole entire curriculum. So mm. the book is it serves as the teacher's facilitation guide, but then there's an actual student workbook that they can put the vocabulary. Like I said, there's very interactive lessons. I, I mean, I'm gonna put this out there. So I wish I had a copy of it. I got it in the crime, but I'm not gonna leave. So <laughs> I created a conflict resolution flashcard and mm. I'll just paint the picture. So it's six, you know, six flashcards and on you know, the top side, they all say fight. So imagine us cutting them out. There's six fights on here. We're partners. I grab one fight, you grab the other fight. But when we turn it over, there's different consequences. Mm. So it goes to the whole point. You can choose your action, but you can't choose your consequence. Wow. So one of them is one to five, one to five day suspension. Another one is getting arrested. One is getting seriously hurt. So there's different consequences on the back of that fight. So wow. it's, you know, reiterating, yes, you know, trade, you can choose the fight. But you don't get to choose that consequence. You mm. might get seriously hurt, or wow. you might get arrested, or you might get sent to the alternative school. Yeah. But for me, I engaged in that fight with you. It might have been my first fight. So I'm only going to get an anger management class, or I'm only going to get community service on Saturday. So mm. that that has been well received from the students. And that's, I mean, that's a reality check. You know, that's that's that that's real. That that's yeah. what whether whether the, whether if that's the life they're living or if that's the life they see on TV sometimes, that's what we can relate to. You know what I'm saying? Um in, in some of those situations. So I mean, I remember when I was a kid getting suspended, you know, and in these are the times when it's like, how can I so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a shout out myself here too. I've got my book, uh Every Decision Counts, Eight Lessons I Wish They Taught Me in School. And so my thing was there's so many lessons that I learned from life that could have been taught me inside of these, could have been taught inside these four walls. And so I feel like that's the same thing you're just saying. They're like, hey, there's no need, re, there's no need or reason for you to actually get in this fight and see what the consequence is gonna be. So let's just let's let's talk about it this way so we can understand what the real ramifications are. Cause by the time you have the incident, and I've had the restorative conversations uh, with the parents and the students and all that. But the emotions are so high at that point that it's it's hard to really connect those dots. So so what you're talking about is very proactive. Yo, that's that's the number one key mm. in in our industry. Well, I would say the number one thing is we have to build relationships with our students. But then you have to be proactive. Like I, I get on some staff all the time. It's like you know, don't wait until somebody calls you on the walkie-talkie. For a student like if you know this student has issues with this teacher or mm. around this this time each and every day you should just, proactively just going around the campus checking on them like mm. okay trey you doing fine today you good you, you know we need to take a walk to cool down nah i'm good i then i don't have to get a call 20 minutes later because i'm yeah. proactively checking on those students that i know have difficulties at certain times or with certain teachers we mm. i think us as educators really need to be more proactive 
in a lot of different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that, man. Um, and so, so the book has 17 chapters, mm -hmm. each of them based on a different hip hop inspired lesson. Yep. So it's, I take a lyric and here's the thing. I'm saying hip hop, but you don't listen to any of the music. It's really about the message. So I'll mm -hmm. give you another example for the conflict resolution. So my favorite rapper is Fabulous out in you know, New York, Brooklyn. So I have a chapter dedicated to him called Bed-Stuy. And the lyric is, beef is only good when it's in the burger business. So I make a lesson about why you shouldn't be engaging in beef unless you are cooking out at the, you know, you're the grill at the cookout. Like beef never yeah. leads to a positive consequence. You fighting, you doing all of those kind of things never leads into anything good. And the way I ended, people have loved it. So I said, um, you should not be wearing, you know, how many fights you won as a badge of honor because a job will never ask you how many fights have you won. Mm. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, I hear these kids saying, oh, I got the hands and all that. I'm like, okay, what job is going to ask you how many fights have you won? Yeah. None. None. So let's not even, let's change our mindset. Let's not even put out that kind of energy. So I'm all about good energy and yes, once again, being proactive. Right. Right, right, right. So is there a favorite chapter that you've got? I would say, yeah, because um, it's very personal to me. So the chapter Harlem is based off a, a rap artist, Dave East. And um, the lyric is, the meaning of the name David is beloved or friend. Mm. So we're talking about the power of one's name. And of course, that chapter resonates with me because my first name is David. Mm. And I tell, you know, in the chapter it says, I knew I was named after my father, I'm a junior, but once I heard that lyric, it gave my name a whole different sense of meaning. So with that one, we kind of you find out- have, like, You might have to go back real quick and, and say that again. Cause that, that I, that I know it just went over my head for a second. Cause I'm, I'm hearing you and I'm with you. I know Davies, you mentioned David and what it means, but so take me back, say that just one more time for me, please. So the lyric is the meaning of the name David is beloved or friend. So when I hear that, I had to break it down. So I define what beloved and then what friend is. So beloved mm -hmm. means a, a much loved person. And then of course, a friend is somebody you have a mutual bond with outside of, you know, a family member or a significant right. other. So it talks about, so I talk about how I've always been intentional about giving good energy and just reaching out to like just being a helpful person. And then once I heard those lyrics, I'm like, dang, my actions really embody mm. what my name means mm. and, and what was the lyric the meaning of the name david is beloved or friend oh that okay okay that's the, that's the lyric that's the thing okay so if I, I said you. that you wouldn't somebody would not assume that came from a rap hip-hop song right but that's what i'm trying to tell you they, you got to have a special eye you got to be trained to pull yeah. out the gems yeah. from hip-hop yeah. you yeah. know Okay. And, and I'm really trying to lead that charge because I, I, I'm advocating for hip hop use in schools because mm. hip hop is just the culture of the young people, regardless mm. black, Latino, Latinx, you know, Asian, you know, white, like everybody listens to hip hop. Mm -hmm. And so if I can use that energy and shape it in a positive way where for appropriate use in school, I feel like that's a win-win. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%, man. I know we've got book fairs coming up this spring. You know, I know folks need books um, just like this. You know, I, there's in card games and, and different. Uh, we need it. We need it. Student engagement decreases from fifth grade all the way to 12th grade. And a lot of the research that we're seeing is, is the kids, when they leave high school, they're saying, hey, my, my school is not preparing me with the 
confidence or the, the empathy that I need to succeed when I leave. And yeah. so it, it's things like this right here where, where that we have to get our kids engaged. You know, we, if we really care about them, these standardized tests, they're putting us to sleep. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and we already on the computer all day. At least give me something I'm excited about, something that I can look forward to. Give me a lesson that is relatable to me that I can see myself in. Um, so that's amazing, David. Where can we find the book? Oh, I can give you the link, but you can find it on Amazon. Or if anybody wants to reach out to me personally, they can reach me at positivearcher at gmail.com. But I'll, I'll shoot you all the information, but I'll shoot you a link to the book as well. Perfecto, perfecto. And where else? You mentioned your, your email account. Um, where can the people find you on social media? So um, I have the, the Positive Archer Solutions is the business, but we're still revamping some things with Got that. It. But on um, Instagram, they can find me at Mr. Happy, but it's J-A-P-P-I, so Spanish J, Mr. Okay. Happy, J-A-P-P-I on IG. Okay, okay, okay. All the work that I do, because I'm also the supervisor for our community service program. So yeah. I'm on building up the social capital of the youth, because that's another big thing, you know, social emotional learning, but then it goes into, you know, Service. that social awareness piece, that relationship skills, that's social capital. Mm -hmm. You know, the kids can't be something they can't see. So I got to get them outside of their communities and yeah. let them see some things. I like you, David. I like you a lot. I like the way you think, man. Hey, I'm man, like it's always energy. That's that's what it's about. Positive vibes. Absolutely. We're, we 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 share that spirit, man. You got me wanting to go a whole nother um, hour here, but I can tell you this: um, this will not be your last time back on the Dash Podcast because I, I I love to get get into that service piece too. I, I've got a service background before I got into my full time education role. My first job out of college was service, and I was like, man, I'm. I just, I just love to serve people, you know, and, yeah. and, there's, and there's, there's something different when I can be in a position to help people that look like me too. So, so David, thank you which, for what you do. Thank you for um, your book. Go look at Just Like Music, SEL inspired by hip hop, written by David Spellmine. It's on amazon.com or we'll make sure that we put all of the email links in our show notes so that you can talk to David directly. Thank y'all so much for joining us. If you like this episode, share it with an educator who needs it. And after that, go visit seleducators.com so that you can see our adult social emotional skill building courses and sign up for our newsletter. Thank you again. And we will see you next time. This is The Dash.